1: everybody and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story, episode number 16. My name is Veronica and I'm very happy to be back with our Executive Director once again,
0: Mr Brent Edwards. Hello, Veronica. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing really well at the moment.
1: Now, Brent, uh, obviously we are interviewing and we have um, had some wonderful guests on during the month of March and April, right amidst... Uh, all of the crazy chaos that's going on in the world. Um, so we've watched this now for about six weeks. What do you think BNI are really doing well six weeks out from when we went into um, going fully online?
0: What are we doing well? That's a very good question. I think we're we're really connecting well through this platform and adapting. I think one of the things, great things about BNI members is how well they adapt to change and... They see the why and the benefits straight off, and because we only allow the best people in BNI, they seem to adapt that, that way and take things on in their stride. So there there hasn't been a great deal of uh, kickback against what we're doing. People are just glad we can continue on and do the best with what we've got.
1: And we've also had a number of our BNI members um, and their business who've just done a complete 360 pivot, haven't they? And not only been able to keep their business sustained and running. But often some of our members have found brand new businesses that they would never have known had it not been for the crisis of COVID-19.
0: Well, it's amazing how people adapt when they're forced to adapt and what they've changed. And some of those will be the new norm and some will, some things will carry on. And especially in a BNI and i sense, uh, I believe in my heart that, uh, that we'll be using this platform that we're using on uh, B&I Online more and more even when we go back to face-to-face for workshops, trainings, et because it works so well?
1: Well, one thing I know for sure, and we were just having a chat to Steve, our producer, a little earlier, is as much as we've appreciated having the ability to adapt to do the podcast via Zoom, uh, getting back into the studio at RPP, into a radio station where we've actually got real people there like Steve producing us and our guests, with us face-to-face, as well as on, re- on telephone, continuing. It is different. And just for our listeners, that sound quality will be back very, very soon, hopefully within the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, I've noticed on a few of the replays of the audio recordings, and sometimes we can't even hear it from our end if there's a bit of an audio crackle or an audio dropout. But uh, as soon as they open up the station for us, we're going to be back doing it within whatever social distancing rules, uh, we'll be doing it back in our normal spot at 3RPP. So thanks, Steve.
1: Of course. So thank you to all of our loyal listeners and all of our BNI members who have been sharing and enjoying the podcast to date. So for anyone who is listening, maybe uh, a not BNI yet member, BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation and our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts and most importantly, business referrals. And one of those referrals today is one of our guests, Brent. Would you like to introduce her for us?
0: For sure. It gives me great pleasure and this is the first time I've ever met Claudia Neil Shaw, and uh, she's from uh, New South Wales, from uh, one of our Sydney groups, Momentum in Sydney. And she's been a BNI member for six months. So she's another one of these B&I members who's probably half their time within b and been <laughs> b online. Um, and she's a celebrant like you, Veronica. So you guys Yay! can relate to each other. Yay! Absolutely. So welcome, Claudia. Sorry about the, <laughs> the, uh, the slip on the name. And welcome to... Uh, Welcome to the BNI Australian Story podcast today. Now we ask everyone, uh, how did you find out about BNI and where Claudia?
2: Thank you so much for having me. And yes, um, so I've been part of Momentum for or BNI for six months. And I originally heard about it from my neighbour at my family home, who was part of a local BNI chapter, and actually reached out to my mum and said, "I know your daughter is celebrating." And I think she'd be really interested in coming to um, join our chapter or come and have a visit. So thank you to Warren Hardman, who um, he's a, in Expert Furniture. So he was my introduction to I.
0: So you're in the Momentum chapter in Sydney. Uh, can yes. you tell our uh, listeners where that may be located when you are back face to face?
2: It's located in Rose Bay in the eastern suburbs. So, um, you know, we really find that it attracts people from all over. But, you know, the eastern suburbs culture and this particular chapter was a great fit for me. So, really glad I joined.
0: It's a lovely part of the world. I've seen it many times on foot because the City of the Surf runs through there when I've ran the City of the Surf. uh, It's a beautiful spot, beautiful part of the world. Fantastic place and great view across the harbour there from what I've seen. So, what made you want to join B&I, Claudia?
2: BNI is a really interesting model that I haven't seen executed as well as it is within BNI elsewhere. Um, you know, word of mouth marketing and, you know, the ability to connect and network with people, I think, is probably the most vital skill any business owner needs. And when you're in business, you're in it for yourself, but you you don't want to be in it by yourself. And joining a chapter like Momentum of other like-minded business owners um, really gave me that opportunity to have that regular connection, accountability uh, and really feel like you're part of a team instead of, you know, working from home all the time and being very much by yourself in a role like a celebrant. B&I has essentially become, you know, my colleagues, my my work team that I get to connect with, um, you know, on a weekly basis.
0: So how long have you been a wedding celebrant? Because this wasn't always your career. You were in the law uh, sector before this.
2: I was. So I always tell people I've gone from law to love. Um, And so I've been a a wedding celebrant now for a little bit over a year. My training was in law and my immediate um, training was in criminal defense law. So uh, I very much thought that was going to be the trajectory for my life. And, you know, in the law, very similar to celebrancy, you have to use your legal knowledge and you also have to be able to communicate a particular narrative. Um, And I actually found that although the, you know, delicate, sensitive and uh, sometimes upsetting nature of criminal defence law, you were still able to use that same skill set in celebrancy. So I I think, excuse the pun, they're married quite nicely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's a really, you know, interesting place where you've come from into what you're doing now and part of that probably when you're in the law sector you you didn't have to market your your business and and you know get many referrals well those kind of referrals you were getting uh may not be the sort of people you'd sort of run into every day so so how have you made that transition
2: um i i think that Probably what uh, the part of me that didn't suit the law was the seriousness and having to be quite conservative, conventional in the way that you execute a service, because, you know, being a lawyer, you have a higher sense of. Uh, I guess, commitment and duty to fulfill, although you do have that as a celebrant. You're appointed by the Commonwealth. You have a set of obligations and legal obligations you need to uphold. But um, I'm very much a, a natural communicator. I really thrive in a storytelling environment and connecting with other people in in one of the most joyous times in their life. So I actually found it a very natural transition. I don't think many people can say, and Veronica, like you might know this, I'm sure you do, you don't get to be in a job like Celebrancy very often where you are almost experiencing 100% joy a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, so I, as you said, I, don't, I haven't seen many... Uh, you know, uh, judges have a great sense of humour and really, yeah. you know, really enjoy that part of things in the courtroom as such. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you're only a six-month member of BNI. so how have you found that uh, transition that, and that success into what you're doing? Uh, you know, uh, have you been uh, getting referrals from the group and, and getting work from the group and how have you actually uh, leveraged that?
2: I think there's two ways that you can consider B&I. You can consider it as the short-term wins and counting, okay, how many referrals am I getting each week? Am I getting the value for money? Or you can consider it in the second way, and this is the way that I like to consider it, as a long-term partnership between key referral partners within your own chapter but also across the global network. Uh, And I think the ability to be able to leverage Relationships that you build with people, whether they're in your industry, whether it's a wedding photographer, whether it's a florist, or whether it's someone like a mortgage broker or an accountant, who's still having the same interactions with your same target market. And I, so, I think for me, what has been uh, the most powerful part is really focusing in on those one-to-one meetings and learning about other people's businesses and really listening. Um, as a you know, as an ex-lawyer and as a celebrant, I'm a pretty good talker. But I think that learning to listen really well and listening out for, um, you know, those key quotes or those key needs of your referral partners allows you to really be able to play into that that giver's game and to be able to show up and serve and say, how can I grow someone else's business today? And in turn, that is then reciprocated by everyone else who's part of the BNI family.
0: And how have you found that in your particular group uh, connecting with people? Uh, within the group who are in your contact sphere or power team to uh, to work that group that you've seen. You've, I'm you know, amazed you've got this great opinion that you've only been in six months in BNI, but you you seem to be one of those people who who got it straight from the start. So how have you actually worked that within your group?
2: I think I'm a person who is either 150% in something or not in it at all. Um, and when I came to BNI it's not just a financial investment, it's a, it's a time and energy investment. And I think that the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Um, and so, I really wanted to learn from members who have been there for a long time or been part of um, b a long time and really hear what their experience has been so that I could understand what those key triggers have been in, in their own success. Um, and so, within my immediate group, I found that even though uh, there might be professions that aren't exactly the same as mine, I wanted to understand who their audience was. Um, And so I've had great referrals from people who um, meet other people, whether it's a relationship coach, whether it is a, uh, again, you know, a wedding photographer, videographer who has that same audience to me. So if I'm able to very clearly educate my chapter, into what my wants and needs are and who are great referral partners, then people are, become hyper-aware of connecting you with those other people. And so I think it's probably been less about, you know, again, those short-term wins, but somebody in my chapter is getting married and they want me to marry them, even though, you know, that would be amazing. And more about how can you really develop that referral partnership. So it's about turning on the tap and getting multiple leads at one time and then being able to do that for other people um, in my group, and I can leverage my network on their behalf.
1: And um, so, Claudia, there's just so many, so many little bits of information you've given us there. And I just want to make a few comments, if I can, just for people who are listening, and also just a, a few little light bulb moments that, have, that happened for me. Just so I was hearing you explain your little your, your story. Firstly, BNI celebrancy is such an underrepresented. Specialty business um, category in BNI, and I'm really looking forward to being able to share this podcast with anyone who I think might be a really great contributor and a fit for a BNI chapter. And then one thing that came out of that thought, as I was thinking it, was it's really important that you invite the right people to your chapter. So you're someone who has made this transition, which for me just seems completely natural all of the things that you were were experiencing in your law career and now you're experiencing your celebrancy career, except now you can bring some personality to it. And and you're right, everything marries up beautifully. Um, Are you the right person for BNI? Absolutely, because you understand it's not about the short-term win. It is about that long-term pathway. You understand the importance of relationships. Clearly, you're a celebrant. So that's Mm. a very high value for you. So you can see that that value is within your chapter. So just for anyone who's listening, and this is something that... It has been a, a bit of a theme for me in all of the podcasts we've done. Inviting someone to BNI isn't about finding someone in a specialty where they can get business. It's about inviting someone into a chapter that you know will appreciate relationships and be a good member who will do the one-to-ones, because that has also been a theme, Brent, hasn't it? One-to-ones are right up there as as a, a winning tool for everyone who's a part of BNI, and Someone who understands the benefit of the long-term strategy with something. And I'm just listening to you speak and thinking about all the celebrants that I know, and very clearly in my mind I'm thinking she would be a fantastic member. That person probably isn't ready yet. He probably doesn't quite have the right mindset for us. So if you're a celebrant and you're looking for a fantastic marketing tool and you value relationships, you need to
2: come and just go to a meeting, see what we're all about. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, if you're familiar with networking and you like to put yourself out there, I, I'm an extrovert. I love being able to connect with new people. And the most important part of the way that I do business is relationships. Um, and I think also in B&I, um, it's not about asking for a referral on the first date. You know what I mean? In your own um relationships, your friendships, your family relationships, you invest time and energy into them and you give value to it and, and you make sure that that value exchange is equal. And I would say that that also applies to I and you really need to find a chapter that you really feel like you can foster those relationships. And for me, Momentum was a a no-brainer. I knew straight away that the people there were my people. Um, and then by joining one chapter, it then gives you access to a global network of chapters. And interestingly enough, other celebrants, um, I'm not sure whether you find this too, too, Veronica, but in the wedding industry, I find that celebrants are the least competitive in the best way possible. We're very focused on collaboration. We really want to share work. Um, and for me, I get a lot of my work from celebrants and I give a lot of work to celebrants because I want to be able to refer another celebrant that I know, like and trust to be able to take care of a couple if I'm not able to service that date. So, uh, you know, I, I echo everything that you said because I think it's really truthful to the BNI message.
1: Just on that point, um, so just for clarity, if there are celebrants listening to the podcast, I'm a funeral and wedding celebrant. I started out in funerals and then I ended up going into weddings for a different reason. I, As a professional singer, I decided I wanted to be part of the 360 process for my clients, not just the MC and the vocalist. I wanted to take them all the way through. But we've actually opened up the category of funeral celebrancy now into our chapter because I don't want to be all things to all people. I want to be able to specialise in one thing, make it easy for all of my members to refer to me. And so I have actually been able to bring in a wonderful funeral director as one of our members, um, which is great. So now bringing in a funeral celebrant to the chapter, it will, for me, feel like I have someone to collaborate with, that the funeral director will have her power team growing and she'll be uh, a little bit more supported. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard actually trying to have a conversation with a celebrant about coming in to what they just assume might be a network meeting that they've seen every other day of the week. It's very different. And if you're the right person,
2: you will thrive. Absolutely. Exactly. Thrive. Exactly. And I think often for celebrants, a lot of people are doing this as a part-time gig um, and maybe don't see the value in investing, uh, you know, time, money, energy into something as big as b i But again, yeah. you know, if you come from the philosophy that, if you're ready to give and you will, you know, what goes around comes around. And being able to niche down what you're offering is, which in the beginning, I think is quite hard because when you come to a new networking group, you do want to be all things to all people. You want to be able to give that value and say, these are opportunities that I can, you know, service your clients and vice versa. But really nailing your offering so people remember you as that person and you become top of mind um, as soon as someone says love. So you know it, it's a, it's a very nice way to become I guess be memorable. That's great great advice.
0: Claire. <laughs> what would be your personal tip for someone to achieve success in BNI please?
2: That's a, that's a really good question. Personal tip to achieve success. Wake up every day and ask yourself how you can serve someone else. How can you give back? And I think approaching the entire BNI experience with the philosophy of give is gain sets you up for successful foundations. That's how you build, build the house. You set the foundations really well so that you can then thrive. So it would absolutely be in uh, looking outside yourself and asking how you can help others.
0: Well, I think we've really found again, Veronica, and we seem to get this quite a bit on the podcast. Is we found someone who, who B and I was, uh, you know, B and I was sitting there for a long time, and this person was made for B and I, and eventually they found B and I, and everything just clicked. And uh, another one of those people who uh, who just come into B and I and just get it straight away. And One
1: of the things you often say, Brent, is that people come to BNI looking for business, and they end up leaving. Well, never leaving BNI. Some spots are covered, <laughs> but they end up with a whole bunch of relationships in the community. And I'd just be really interested to ask Claudia when your neighbour said to your mum, "We know your daughters a celebrant, would you like to come along?" And you agreed to go to the breakfast. What was the reason for going to the breakfast? What did you go for? And then what did you actually
0: leave with after that first breakfast? Well, it may not be a breakfast. I don't know if your chapter's a breakfast chapter or any other time. Yeah, we are a breakfast.
2: The Sydney Central and, you know, Sydney-based chapters are um, all breakfast, I believe. I think the thing that got me to the meeting was that my neighbour had the initiative to think of me and that, you know, he might have known other celebrants or maybe he didn't, but when he was in his B&I meeting and they say, we're looking for a celebrant, that he took the initiative and made the effort to reach out. That's number one. If someone can show me initiative, I value that because I think if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, And he asked me and I said yes. Um, So the reason I went to the meeting, probably number one, flattery that he thought of me and initiative. Um, Number two, the opportunity to connect with a local group. I wasn't part of a networking group at that stage. Um, but I had been in the past, and so it was something I was very familiar with. I stayed for the entire meeting because I saw the value, not only the transactional financial value that people were receiving, but also the morale and the culture that they built within their chapter. And I left the meeting with the confirmation that that was something that I wanted to be part of, whether or not it was going to be in that specific local chapter was neither here nor there. It was the premise of being i that I then subscribed to. Yeah, fantastic.
0: A shout, big shout-out to Warren, your uh, your mum's neighbour. Is he your neighbour as well?
2: He's my mum's neighbour at my yeah. family home, and I'm going to send him this podcast link. He's going to love it.
0: <laughs> so oh, a big...
2: Good job. Hi, Warren.
0: Yeah, so Woo-hoo. big shout-out to you, Warren. And what we find in b i is people say, oh, I haven't in you know, I've invited everyone I know. And then they don't even look down their street to see who they know in their street. And they could be living across the road from someone or two doors up from someone who could be a really great candidate or know that their next-door neighbours, uh, one of their next-door neighbours' siblings, could be a, a good candidate. So, you know, it's it's people you even, probably haven't even met yet uh, that can be possible candidates for B&I. And a big shout-out for Warren for just you know, looking outside the box and, and, and inviting you through that way. That's fantastic. I really love um, how that works. So um, the pair of B&I during isolation, Claudia, how have you found that?
2: Really interesting you should say that. And on the subject of visitors, I posted a uh, message in my, you know, private Momentum group a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was out for my one-hour exercise for the day with a, a friend of mine and, we were doing stair sprints, and I was not my best self. I had no oxygen. I was <laughs> exhausted. But a lady walked by, and she said, you know, hey, girls, you look like you're having a great time. You know, are you still working? And I said, oh, I'm a wedding celebrant, and, you know, some of my work's been, uh, you know, affected. And I said, what do you do? And she said, I'm a commercial property manager. And I said, that's so interesting. We're looking for a commercial property manager in our networking group. And I could see my friend... Next to me, going, Claudia can go anywhere, anytime, and she can network. <laughs> and I ended up having this conversation with this lady who not only had had her work decreased, but she was looking for a networking group to be able to connect with and find some new business. Um, and yeah. she was very quickly able to give me a business card, and I then connected her with the details to be able to come along as a visitor to our chapter. So visitors are everywhere um, and in isolation. We really need to remember that it's not a time to stop talking, to stop selling, to stop doing, um, because the businesses that will continue to thrive and in turn survive by the end of these are the are the ones that don't stop moving. So B and I gives me that accountability every week to say, you know what, I've got to do something because when I show up to my Wednesday morning meeting, I want to be able to show my group that I've put in the effort, and in turn. We're inspired by each other and sharing those stories of, this is how I met a visitor, how about you? And it just, I don't know, I think it's that morale booster that sets you up and energises you to keep working on your business. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm so
1: grateful for B&I at this time. It does, it keeps me accountable. It would be so easy for us to just wake up a little later, do a little less, get a bit slower but you're right. And I think all the members out there, as much as they might be at some point, you know, there might be a bit of a sigh when they've got to look at their stats and go, Wow, you know, I need to do another one to one. It's that big sigh of relief that they will have when they know that their business or them within their business has kept moving throughout this exactly. period.
0: Wow, it's been great to have you on the podcast today, Claudia.
2: Uh, and uh,
0: just as a reminder, we have got Claudia Neil Shaw from The Love Diaries, who's a member of the BNI Momentum chapter in Sydney under Bob Greenup in Bob That's Greenup's right. region. So, big thanks and a shout out to Bob for recommending Claudia to us today. Thank you very much for being on our podcast, and I really love how you're 110 percent all in, uh, committed to BNI, and I wish you every success with the rest of your BNI journey. So, thank you very much.
2: No, thank you. really appreciate all the work you're doing on here. It's fantastic. Thank you. So, Brent, once again, um, we have... When we first started the
1: podcast, I think we thought we were just going to be getting all these people on with stories, but it really isn't stories. It's really personal journeys that have so much information, members that are long-term members, short-term members, new members, um, you know, people who are considering being a member. There's just so much value and information from every single person that comes and shares their own personal journey. And Claudia was just another one, even as a celebrant and a long-term member of BNI, i I've just taken so much away today.
0: Yeah, it's really inspirational and it's great that we're getting members from all over the country on our podcast from different professions from different lengths of membership you know from from 20 years to six months you know we've had the we've had the whole gamut here which has been fantastic and we're getting to share their stories which which uh, are inspirational and everyone's got their own way of working in it, and everyone's got their own success tips as well so that's the sort of thing we're trying to get across during uh, what we're doing here
1: so, in, uh, I'd actually like to ask you a question today. We had a, um, uh, someone come through the Facebook, uh, BNI Australian Story Facebook page and ask Am I allowed to do meetings in other countries now that we are meeting online as part of BNI? So, is that okay? Are we allowed to reach out to people on the other side of the globe? And are we allowed to be involved in meetings from other
0: countries? Yes, it has been happening since we've been online. Some areas are not really welcoming to uh, visitors from other regions, but some are. So you need to sort of check with the with the actual area uh, before you can actually go in there. So look up the regional director or the executive director for that area or the president of the chapter and ask them first if they're open to visitors from other countries to sit in on the Zoom meetings. Some aren't, some are, but... Uh, We've had it, and I'm sure Claudia's uh, chapters probably had some international guests already. To uh, to chapters, I've seen it happen quite a bit already. So it is possible, uh, and a great way to get around to some places. But as with visiting another chapter in person, be very respectful because there may be some person in that chapter with your classification.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. Thank you. And so, let's just finish off the podcast today with your tip for success.
0: Oh, my tip of the week this week. We've had a few people speak to us about getting spam emails from BNI Connect, and some people think it's a problem in the system. But BNI Connect and your profiles are public profiles, so people can actually send you a message from your public profile. And we really can't pre- pre- prevent this without actually taking your public profile down, which doesn't give you the extra visibility. So, what you can do though is you can go into your settings on BNI Connect and you can have your details, part of your details, not viewed by public. And you can actually change having your uh, being pe- for people to be able to send you a message from the public page. So you can look up that up under your uh, public profile uh, in BNI Connect and un- under your user options as well. So if you're concerned about getting people and i will say BNI Connect notifications, anything that comes from the public site will say BNI Connect notifications. So that means I've actually found you on the public site and hit the bu- button that says send message. So if you actually receive that and you don't want to receive that or you think it's a bit sus, Uh, Either one, just delete it like I do, because you will get it sometimes because everything's public, or you can actually go in and change the settings if you don't want to get them anymore. You can actually copy their email address to find if they're legit and put that into a BNI Connect search also uh, to find out if they're actual legit BNI members as well.
1: That's really interesting. Actually, um, I most likely have received something but haven't even thought about as spam or, or an issue at this point, but I'll keep a lookout for that. So thank you so much to Steve for ensuring everything runs smoothly and making Thanks sure we Thanks, Steve, again. On. And uh, to Claudia once again for being an absolutely fantastic um, guest and uh, just a wealth of information. For any other celebrants out there, please... Find someone in BNI. look it up on uh, b Australia or even send a message through BNI and The Australian Story. We'll put you in contact with uh, a chapter that might be looking for a celebrant and you will be welcomed with open arms to come and experience the difference of BNI within your business. Thanks, Brent. Safe time next week.
0: Thanks, faye